0: Welcome to the Masculine Journey. Today, we have got an interesting topic that, you know, we all face as men. As, as time moves on, sometimes Satan's tactics change and the warfare changes and we're in a new season and all of a sudden things start happening. Sam, That I just didn't see that coming.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think, Robbie, when we were talking about a topic, you know, one of the ones that's been really uh, at the forefront for me is what is the warfare I'm facing in this season of my life, and how is it different than the warfare in the past? How is it similar? You know, how's the enemy attacking me? You know, am I defending it? There's a whole lots of pieces there that can really just kind of play out, but it's, it's all something we face as life changes.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing how God always seems to have me on these lesson plans, <laughs> and. You know, at the same time you brought up this topic, I, I've been reading C.S. Lewis's first book, which is called The Pilgrim's Regress. And in that book, it's a phenomenal expression of how history shows that Satan, you know, God will send a new message of Christianity and people will start to make traction. Well, it won't take long before Satan will find a way to corrupt that that has been working for people. And so, you know, we find something that works as men and we stick with it (laughs) because it's, you know, it's where we get our validation and that's always worked for me in the past. But Satan's reading your playbook every single day and, you know, he begins to alter, you know, his warfare for you, you know, modifying what he sees as working for you with, with a new strategy. And then, how do we face that and and how do we battle that, or do we you know take to the ditch <laughs> and and certainly, I've been there, Sam, have you
1: oh absolutely i honestly, I kind of find myself there a little bit now um, you know for me, my current season has just been extremely busy, and probably the busiest I've ever been um in probably almost my personal life or professional life and and uh Mm -hmm. with that busyness, uh, I don't always, I rarely take the time I need for God to help kind of come in and comfort me during that. And so what naturally ends up happening through that, um, I start battling some of the old things, looking to other things for comfort, to food or to feel the pull towards pornography or whatever that might be. Now I can defend those things that if I would just seek comfort from God on the front end, (laughs) I wouldn't have to battle these things on the back end, but the enemy just used a, an end around
0: to get to me a different way. So our first clip today, we have John Travolta and Robin Williams in a movie called Old Dogs. And, and you know, essentially their cheese has been moved. <laughs> Robin Williams has found out that he has twin children that he was not aware of. And John Travolta has his bachelor pad that's going to be invaded by this. And, of course, you know, things are changing rather rapidly. And, you know, this is the result of what you get to hear, a little humor.
1: Man, this is my crib, man. This is where I get
2: down. This is where I, I seek the three points. This is where I throw the TD. This isn't for, this isn't for kids, man. Look, that pool out there, that's got a 15-foot deep end. Look at this place. I got pointy edged furniture. I got, I got, look at those spears. They probably have poison on them. You don't want them in this house. Look, I do not lead a child-safe life, man. Is that not how I roll, you know? Did you do
3: this? Oh, yeah. Did you bring them in?
4: Definitely. Why? You described this house as being a dangerous place for kids, so I hired the best child-proofers there are. The tall guy over there, he was
1: a civil engineer. What kind of a civil engineer would be baby-proofing a house?
3: Failed one, sir. A failed civil engineer. I got a lot of bad road behind me, a lot of potholes. That is why I'm gonna be extra vigilant in protecting your children. They're seven, okay, and they're his kids. That's true. That's progressive and I'm all for it. Oh, come on.
4: Now, even I know you do not baby-proof a house for a seven-year-old. What about the 15-foot
3: deep end? That's I mean, real.
4: sir, you got a flamethrower
3: for a fireplace. You know, it's a fashion. It's a style. The spears? What mm-hmm. kind of guy buys poison tip spears? A thousand years ago, they were poison. I don't know if they're poison now. You so bought those are... a thousand years ago? No, you expect me to believe that? You designed this house of horrors. You brought the kids to this house.
4: Stop it. Don't eat that. Those are dog treats.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the, the reason why the guy didn't... Know that they were dog treats is because they'd eaten John Travolta's prized salmon that he had in the refrigerator. And he goes, well, my mm. mouth, I couldn't tell because of my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, things change, don't they? And, and we're, we're, we're blessed to have Sean back with us today in the studio. And, and Listen Sean, again, uh, you're a younger man, but things have, they, yeah. they keep changing at you. Every time you think you, you figure,
5: oh, I got a leg up on this satan's got a new wrinkle for you oh yeah that's that's indeed the truth uh robbie uh you find myself in a season every day pretty much um especially i want to say not even more than a year ago um i found myself in a in a battling season with myself and how how that went was thinking that i really only i'm good you know i'm good you know i don't, I don't i'm fine i don't need anything i've you know, I've got everything I want, everything I need. You know, God's provided me with everything. So, um, you know, what 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 else do I need? Um, but I also battled a lot of anger issues, a lot of, you know, irritability, uh, going in and out of, you know, somewhat depression. Um, not as bad as, as a lot of people, you know, suffer with, but there was always that little bit. <clears throat> you know, getting closer to God, I was able to find ways to battle these, and And fight off these uh horrific things um, that would pretty much control me um challenge me on a day- to- day basis. Well, now that I've found ways of taking care of myself, I know now that there's a bigger world out there. It's not just me and I've got family, I've got loved ones, I've got people who take care of me, people I got to take care of, and I'm now seeing their battles, and it it switched to them. You know, it's switched to them, but it's attacking me as well. So it's still against me, but it's just a different season in in how I have to uh, basically walk up on that front line and find a different way to protect those who I love. Um, You know, the devil, I I think it's one of those kind of like superhero things. You know, you always wear a mask because you don't want your loved ones to be attacked. Well, once you take that mask off and, you know, he sees who you really are, and with me, I'm just trying to be uh, who God's image is, Um, he now sees that I want to walk with God and he's going to attack the ones I love.
0: And see, Sean's on one end of the spectrum, Harold's on the other.
5: (laughs) Okay, so here we go with another AIDS
0: joke. No, I, I wasn't going there. I, I, I was thought just you were supposed to be my friend. I, I was just going to point out that <laughs> it, you know, stuff changed for you at at the point in time, you know, you were working and and all these things happened, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, one day you got hey back. Robbie, yeah,
1: this would be a great time for MacArthur clip if we have time because that's about Harold's age, right? it actually you know
0: it it predates him just a little bit but it's right in there it's right in there and it would be a good time for the macarthur clip but we'll we'll have to save it because we don't have time so harold you're gonna have to just, just share what happened here a few years ago for you
3: well uh being a little guy i mentioned in a previous program i tend to be a little bit combative and uh when i was put out to pasture involuntarily, although I was already on Social Security, uh, but I wanted to keep working.
0: Well, to clarify that for our listeners, he worked for Ingersoll, and he was a computer programmer, a wonderful computer programmer, but the day came where they thought.
3: Yeah, they outsourced our jobs to a company from India, and so I was retired. Well, I had spent over 40 years solving problems, and when I got home, I started solving problems. <laughs> but my sweetheart did not really think that they were problems. Uh, being the nerdy type, I, I could get twice as much stuff in the dishwasher as she could. And uh, the clothes washing, uh, I knew how to do that better as well. So it led to some, uh, <clears throat> some problems. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we actually went to counseling, and it was a misunderstanding between the two of us. She saw it as a personal criticism. I saw it as doing my normal thing, solving a problem. But uh, it really did create some issues for us, even though we've been married now almost 53 years.
0: And, and so, Sam, it gets back to it's almost like a divine conspiracy,
1: it can be. You know, I think it just depends on the way the enemy wants to, to come at you. In and, and Herod's situation, it was it was, we're going to take these things and, and jab these loved ones the enemy wants to, but God's going to use it to round off those sharp edges and bring you closer together.
0: And in a hat that way, how about you? Jim Graham is also with <laughs> us. And speaking of rough edges, no, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> As the other social security recipient here, although I'm not the most ancient here but you're close to venerable i'm just old <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're the the battle i've fought pretty much the last 5 6 years is a uh, is one of uh acedia which is a fancy word for i don't care you know nothing really matters anymore let me just coast in, coast down these Last few or several or even many years, but the battle feels like it's behind me, and it's not. But my battle right now is is that internal one with, and I sort of identify with Solomon, though not nearly as wise. You know, it's everything is vanity.
0: So we can see that in whatever stage in life you're in, you know, the, the Satan's been reading our playbook and he's got something new coming your way and you know part of that engagement naturally leads us to our faith as a point of where we go is God help me <laughs> so after we're hoping, break he after will after that where he's <laughs> going to help us we're going to be able to hear John MacArthur finally <laughs> he's older than all of us and a little bit from a newer movie and most of all Hopefully God will lead us out into where we can take this new battlefront and where we can, you know, not just win the battle for us, but win the battle for Christ. So, boot camp coming up November 9th through the 11th. Go to Masculine Journey Radio.
1: Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that.
5: Then you can go to Facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button.
1: Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285.
0: Sam, this November's boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life i talk to a lot of men they're saying
1: they say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things they don't know how to behave as christian men
0: god designed us for freedom and it's coming up at this boot camp
1: it is go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register
0: now just 169 dollars early bird pricing for four amazing days go to masculinejourneyradio.org register now
4: The we joy, we fun, we in the sun.
0: Yes, we had to play that
4: oldie.
0: <laughs> you know, that was one of those songs. I didn't understand it when it came out. Did you, Jim? When it came out? Nah, I just liked the music. You just liked but I was around for that one. Yeah, and I know Harold was too. <laughs> Sam, were you there for that song?
1: Yeah, I remember it vaguely. <laughs> Um, Do you I remember? still don't understand it. But yeah, okay. they,
0: there you go. Well, as promised, we you know, in in John MacArthur's case, is you it know, Douglas MacArthur. John or John MacArthur. Yeah. He's uh, old too. He's fought a new battle too. <laughs> this is Douglas MacArthur, a different old guy. <laughs> but yeah, he he had a a change in, you know, the way he did war in in World War II and then all of a sudden he found himself in Korea. And uh, it sounded like essentially this.
4: I requested permission to bomb the Chinese airfields in Manchuria. The request was denied. I requested permission for hot pursuit of enemy aircraft into their privileged sanctuary above the Yalu. That request was denied. I requested permission to bomb the Yalu bridges to keep the Chinese out of Korea. They said you might bomb. The southern half of the bridges only. In my 50 years of military service, I have never learned how to bomb half a bridge. It's the most imbecilic order ever given to a commander. This is appeasement. Unless some positive and immediate action can be taken, we should withdraw our forces to Japan. Forgive me, sir, but. There are some of those back home who believe that it's possible to regain the offensive without, well, without
0: danger of widening the war.
4: Without widening the war? Well, for the first time in military history, a commander has been denied the use of his military power to safeguard the lives of his soldiers and the safety of his army leaves me with a
0: sense of inexpressible shock. You know, Sam, as I have listened to that clip a few times since we recorded it, there's an interesting answer inside that clip that the one general that was speaking to him there said, you know, we can regain a new offensive. But MacArthur couldn't really get there because he was so taken out of his comfort zone. He was so much in shock that he couldn't even perceive that there was a way to do this.
1: Exactly. And, Rob, you talked before the show about how that really played out scripturally. You know, how David David showed us that. You know, how that you need to fight that battle and, and go to God. for so those answers instead of relying on what worked last time. I and mean, if you want to share that a little bit now.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful story in... I believe it's in Second Samuel, where, you know, Peter's, I meant Peter. I've got all my names. It's, it's David. And he is up against, you know, the Philistines, as, as he often is. And they um, are attacking him. I forget the name of the city. And, you know, he goes to God like you would. And God says, well, just go up to him, and, and you know, I'm going to be with you, and it's going to work out. And he just goes, confronts them, and, and takes them out. Well, it isn't. You know, within a year, he's in exactly the same battle condition. And most men, like me, you know, well, I know what I do. The last time God said, just go up and I'm going to be with you. So he just, you know, that's what most people would do. But God had a little something different. David went back to God before he faced him the second time. And this time David said he told David to go over and hide in the balsams. And when, when you hear him coming through the balsams, then you're, you're going to know that's when to attack. And and again, he won the battle, but it was a completely different strategy on the second go-round, you know. The, and, and therein lies the situation is that the Philistines had seen what happened the first time, and so they, too, had changed their strategy. And, and so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, when we were playing um, – <laughs> What was it called? Pinball, uh, airsoft. <laughs> airsoft. Airsoft. <laughs> we were playing airsoft, and my strategy was we were supposed to lock shields, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that 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 Jim had this strategy of of sending them out three at a time.
2: I thought that it was very important to have teams, and uh, it was. It didn't work out that well for us, but. If you don't have somebody watching your back, you're vulnerable. And the we have that in life just as much as in warfare, because it is warfare. And we are going to get different tactics. Uh, I was not expecting Robbie's tactics of attacking me with shields instead of having a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to adapt to that. And the only way to adapt is what David did. You go to God every single time because it's it may look the same, but it's not. Every situation we encounter every day is going to be different than the one we had yesterday.
0: Yeah, and, and Harold, you are, a I know, a, a, a great student of history. And if you're going to go on the offensive, which is what Obviously, if we're going to take on this battle, it's not going to be a necessarily a defensive position, but you're going to go on the offensive. You're going to attack. Historically speaking, that doesn't go well. <laughs> the, the The army that goes on the attack often finds the, to be the one that has the more casualties, right?
3: Yeah, depending on the defensive positions that an enemy has set up. Um, but one of the things that struck me in the clip is it talked about uh, – not widening the war. And that relates back to something I thought of uh, yesterday or whenever I thought about being here. Um, Pogo, a really great comic strip from many years ago. Um, Pogo was a little possum in the Okefenokee Swamp. And his observation was that we have met the enemy and he is us. And I think that. In my own case, uh, quite often, uh, I'm my own worst enemy uh, because I'm constantly made aware that what I am is not what I want to be. The conflict that goes on between knowing what I ought to be and looking and knowing what I am creates conflict, internal conflict. And internal conflict then can become, if we don't learn how to control it, external conflict, like the fight between my wife and I about how to load the dishwasher, for example. Um, But warfare is something that to me is unavoidable. We're in this world, and Satan's there, and there's always going to be a warfare going on.
0: Well, Sean, you you clearly were in the military, and I'm curious on your insight on the Offensive strategy of battle.
5: Well, you know, as soon as you brought that up, I thought about uh, the men's boot camp that we just had, and how we played. You know that that night we watched Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, first time I've ever seen it. Uh, heard many, many great things about it. You know, true story, which makes it. I don't want to say even better because that's kind of morbid, but in, in a sense, it does make it a lot better. But you said, you know, when we go on the offensive, we take the most casualties. Well, if you've never seen Hacksaw Ridge, then a quick synopsis of it is, you know, a believer of God joins the military to protect his brothers, but, you know, won't put up arms. Uh, But he goes out there as a medic so that he can save the lives. Um, And what do they do? They they climb this, this little rope ladder. They take attack after attack after attack after attack. And, you know, finally, they're like, hey, we got to get out of here. And this is saying, what was, the, what was the guy's name? You, oh, I can't
1: remember. Robbie, do you remember? <laughs> That's horrible. But, You're
5: the young one. You well, should remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm taking vitamins. For, it was a for conscientious memory, objector guy who, who yeah. he was a medic. So, you know, he he says, guy, what do you want me to do? And he hears his brother cry out. and Desmond. Desmond. Desmond Doss. There you go, Desmond Doss, and and what does he do? He he goes out and he takes a different tactic than going in on them full force, and he goes in there by himself, and he rescues over a hundred men, you know. And this is one guy who followed the faith of God, asked him, "We tried this. Now what else can I do?" And God said, "Go get your brothers." And one more at a time. And one at a and time. That was. A time.
2: That was. Kind of an accent to what I said earlier. All you can do is what you've got in front of you at that moment. And he kept asking, you know, Lord, just one more. Just one more. And if we can do that in our lives, we won't fall into the traps that are being laid for us.
0: And and, and that was something, Sam, I learned it. My first encounter with um, paintball before we got to Airsoft <laughs> was that my immediate... Uh, uh, natural tendency under fire is to hide. <laughs> I mean, but the exhilaration of actually going on the attack, there is really nothing quite like that. And, and, and it's something that, that really gives you a feeling that you, you're actually doing something about what the situation is rather than sitting back and just taking it. But when you do that, you expose yourself. And wow, there's a lot to learn on this topic.
1: Is and, and after watching you play both of those, I think we'll have to get a marshmallow gun <laughs> next time because <Ooh. laughs> you die off it, it early. Um, <laughs> Robbie, I think you're right, it does do some things. And, and the question I have for you guys, if I have just a few moments, is the thought of what happens if I don't rise up and fight this battle in the new season? What's affected? Who's affected? What's the outcome of that?
0: Well, for me, you know, I got a simple little story that the other night, you know, I, my, I got really, really sick and, and so sick that I couldn't go. Out. It was a night of the snowstorm, and my daughter needed picked up at the Chick fil A. And I tried my best, and I could not physically get out to go pick her up at the Chick fil A. It's snowing like crazy. So my wife says, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I finally let her go. I died a thousand deaths that night as I laid in the bed. I was too sick to get out of bed. But worrying about my wife, who was in the snow and whatever, and I would rather be out there totally exposed <laughs> to whatever the enemy has and have to die a coward's death. Of you know, thinking what if I would have just done what I would, what I knew to do, what was in front of me, um, it would have made all the difference. Man.
2: Sounds like a Bray Park clip to me. <laughs> Although it was,
1: yeah, Rob, you said the other night. This is May. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it was you know for some of us time's flying by <laughs> but you could join us and talk about flying it's November before we know it another boot camp November 9th through the 11th go to masknetjourneyradio.org <laughs>